Okay, we are live for Coach's Corner. Uh, we have. We live. I always <laughs> wait for it, and I try and time it, and it never works. Um, I swear you switch everything up. Now it's just a matter of Lester doing it. Um, <laughs> we have Coach Wade here with us. Uh, we're gonna let Coach Wade introduce himself. Give us, uh, give our viewers a little idea of your background. Um, where you kind of started with basketball. You know where you're at now. Where you'd like to go with it. All right, man. You guys can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I'm Coach Wade, Coach Antoine Wade. Uh, a lot of people call me Coach Deuce. Like, I'm a, that's my nickname, Coach Deuce. Uh, I started out coaching at, like, uh, recreational, just like anybody else, man. Just little kids, <laughs> like third and fourth graders. Uh, I played basketball at Wade Hampton High School. Um, like, right after high school, I went to a tryout, you know, to try to play a tryout for a college. And I walked in, it was like 100 people in there. They was only picking like two positions. And I was like, nah, this not for me. So I started helping with this uh, this recreation program, man. And the guy was doing, he was running like, he was doing like two, three. But he had like three people at the top. And I'm like, nah, man, like he's supposed to have two people at the top when it's called two, three. And it became like easy to me. So I came back the next day and he was like, well, you want to help me out? Yeah, I helped. You know, it was I was just doing it for fun. And um we actually won the championship. And I told my dad, I was like, I think I'm gonna get my own rec team next year. And then we went undefeated. And then we uh no, we actually lost one game and we won the championship. And this coach, uh, he was actually my science teacher. He was my sixth grade science teacher, man, uh, Anthony Roberts. Like he he saw me coaching and he was like, You wanna help me out with JV? Um he was coaching like JV girls. He was like, you want to help me out with coaching JV girls? And I was like, yeah, like, why not? You know, and um, my first game coaching JV girls, I was excited, man. I was an assistant coach. I was excited. I couldn't sleep because I'm so used to being a hooper, man. Like, I'm so used to playing. But yeah. I was like, man, let's go. Like, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. We lost the first game by 30. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what did I get myself into? And then that's when I started to realize about coaching is totally different than playing. And um, because I was going into it with a player's mindset other than a coaching mindset. Um, Then I moved to uh, Buford, South Carolina. I'm from Varnville, South Carolina. And I moved to, well, I started coaching in Buford, South Carolina. Uh, So that's about maybe right at an hour away. And I was a middle school assistant coach. So I was driving. Monday through Friday for an hour to coach middle school girls, assistant, man. So, like, being persistent, man, and just chasing your dreams, you got to do some things you ain't never did before. And uh, I told my dad that. He was like, wait, what? I thought you was the head coach. And I was like, nah, like, I'm just the assistant. And he was like, but it's good that you're coaching boys. I'm like, nah, like, I'm coaching girls. He was like, you driving an hour to coach girls at a middle school? And I was like, yeah. And, man, we would lose games by 30 and 25. And that first year, and it was like, it was awful, man. It was awful. And then uh, from there, the next year, we made it to the championship. And then I decided to uh, finish, you know, finish my undergrad. And I moved to Aiken. And what's funny story about USC Aiken is I emailed the assistant coach in January. I was working at elementary school. Coach Corey, uh, I emailed him in January, but he never opened the email. And the email said, hey, coach, if you're having a basketball camp, uh, I'd love just to help out. Like, I come for free. I just want to help out. Uh, so he was like, um, like, he just never responded back, I guess. And so I seen, and the reason I know this is because I seen him at the camp. Um, I knew a guy and I knew a female and they, they knew each other. It was mutual friends. And they knew Coach Corey. Long story short, they gave me a shot. They said, if you come to basketball camp, you do what you got to do. Like, we'll find a position for you. And literally, uh, I was like, this is easy. I do this all the time. I do little kids' camps all the time. So that was my audition or interview Mm -hmm. to do a, a basketball camp. And, like, I remember, I'll never forget that. I didn't sit down the entire week. 
like while people was going to sit on their phones or getting Gatorade, I didn't sit down. I remember and it was an eight hour camp and I didn't sit down. I was like, cause I know they're looking at me. They're saying, okay, if this guy, if he's going to work hard and in between our breaks, we the camp will start at like eight and in between our breaks will be maybe like 12. And we would take the kids to the YMCA on a bus and one of the coaches had to stay. And I was telling the head coach, hey coach, I'll stay, you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till they get finished swimming, whatever they needed. I was like, I'm, what you need? You need somebody to go get Gatorade? I'll go get it. And um, then one of the players, he was incoming. He was just coming in, and he was like, um, he was shooting around. And I was like, I'll rebound for you. So I didn't think it at the time that they was watching me as close as they was. And they told me everything that I was doing at that time. And at the end of the camp that week, that Friday, the assistant coach walked up to me and he said, hey, um, they was calling me Twine. He said, hey, Twine, um, the head coach want to talk to you. And he said it in like a voice like that. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know I don't got it now. You know, like he just said it and walked off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, like, okay, bro. I'm getting my stuff together. Like, let me just go back home, man. Um, I sat down and we talked and he had this pamphlet. And he, like, put the pamphlet in front of me and he said, well, Welcome to USCA Community Basketball. This is going to be your role. You're going to be a student assistant. Um, you would get the assistant title, but you're in college. So um, you'll be labeled as a student assistant. And he he emphasized it. like, I, And at the time, I didn't care. Like, as long as I was a part of the program, it didn't matter. Mm. He was like, you're not a manager. Like, whatever you do, you're not a manager. And later on, I realized once I started getting into that, it's, uh, and he told me, he said, it's about titles. When you get to the college level, he said, it's not really about money, it's about titles. So if I apply for a job and say I was the manager of 14, and I apply for a job saying I was the student assistant, that I was doing everything the manager did, except for I was scouting games. Um, I will go do things like, I don't know, I'll go pick up 50 sausage biscuits at 6 a.m. in the morning from Bojangles, like, you know, and still have class. So I'll do a lot of those things. And once he broke that down to me and realized, I, and I realized that, hey, you know what, like, it is about the title and not really too much about the respect. But when you do get that title, you do get that uh, level of respect. And it helps on your resume, too, when you're looking for a job. So that's basically my my intro, man, to where I'm at now. I'm at North Augusta High School, assistant coaching. And I love it, man. And what I want to do is I want to be a head coach, um, varsity head coach, and take what I learned from the college and put it into a high school program and win maybe like two or three state championships. I prefer to- Just two or three? Just yeah. <laughs> like, right, man. I did what I was out there. Yeah. Nah, that's that's awesome. I want to I want to uh, you know reiterate on the fact that you talked about. I mean, obviously it's a part of the title, but every last one of us on this Zoom call, um, on this podcast right now, we have done some variation of free work to get to where we want to be. To be mm-hmm. the the Nick Sabans of the world, to be the Cal Polis, to be the you know Roy Williams, it, is you know a, mm-hmm. a Smith. I, those type. Of, coaches that you can think of to be a hall of fame coach you're going to have to do some free work and and i wish uh more coaches just like uh like coach bennett told me the same thing about titles i was a student assistant after i was done um after i was deemed as i'm not going to be a player i was you know i was a student assistant and rather than being a student manager you know something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, or you eventually try to work your way to be a graduate assistant it is all about the titles even though It may, depending on what school you go to, maybe you may have a stipend, maybe you don't. But that work that you put in and that having that title is going to carry more weight on a resume when oh, you apply to somewhere else. And then also, I mean, obviously also too, having the names, you know, having the free experience, but also just like mm-hmm. you're doing, you're not staying somewhere for so long. It's not, these jobs aren't meant for you to be there, you know, three plus years. Like I know some people, you know, I'm not calling them out, but I know some people that have the same position for four years because they're thinking eventually they're going to rise with that same staff, but you got to move. You got to evolve. Um, I've been a part of four. Well, collegiate wise, I've been a part of four different staffs. 
And then, you know, going privately, I've been a part of three different staffs. So it's like, I get the whole, like, you got to constantly keep evolving to make yourself grow, to make you, you know, to be better. Cause you're going to learn off of the staff that you have, but the yep. next staff may be way better than not necessarily way better, but they may have different things, the way they do, the way they operate. And that may fluid, uh, that may, uh, you know, kind of like manage you a little bit and build your own philosophy. Mm-hmm. Keep nagging things from different places and you build your own philosophy. And then, like you said, you want to be a head coach. All them different things throughout your years going to make you a great head coach because you are going to take things you, uh, that you've seen and you're going to put away some things that you've seen that you don't want to use. And you're like, hey, this is going to make me the greatest coach that I could be. Exactly. Exactly. One one thing that the head coach told me um, at USCA when he said, um, you're not going to agree with everything I do. He said, but the good thing about it is when you get your own program, you're going to say, well, they did this. I don't want to do that. Right. But I also want to do this because, and that's how I, that's, um, I'm coaching an AAU team. Um, it's called, uh, uh, we're called Southern Kings. The only reason I, I'm like, I'm fresh. I'm new to this. Like, I just got moved here like a couple of years ago. I had to think about it for a second. And um, like the way that I want to run my AAU team, I'm going to run it the same way that I was taught from USCA. And like we fifth graders. But if I can get that in their heads in, in fifth grade, Imagine what they're going to be when they get to ninth grade. Exactly. You know, and then from there, their 11th senior year, we should be winning state championship after state championship by that time. So that's my that's my goal, my plan, man. That's what's up, man. Um, I just want to give a little background real quick of how I met Deuce. You know, Deuce, my man over here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I met Deuce. At the time, I was working at Mellow Mushroom. Um and I was doing some training on the side. Mm-hmm. Deuce was actually working at y- the YMCA, um, and he was training on the side as well. Yeah. So what ended up happening is we met at the YMCA. I think we was just balling one day is how we met initially. But then I kind of got the luxury of seeing Deuce with one of his clients, and he was coaching them. I've also had the luxury of watching Deuce in one of those camps he was talking about because I had a player in one of the camps he was coaching, and I'm just sitting there watching him and just watching Deuce. The energy he brings to the table is pretty amazing. Like, I love it. So watching him at that camp and then watching him, like, coach at the YMCA, the the couple clients that I've seen him coach there, like – for me, it was a no-brainer. Like, I had to introduce myself. I had to get to know him. I had to get to know what he do, how he do it kind of thing. Like, I wanted to pick his brain a little bit just to kind of figure some stuff out. Um, is he still? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you good, man. But, no, I just had to pick his brain a, a little bit just to kind of figure some stuff out. Um, but off rip, we just kind of – we was just cool. Um, and, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been, like, a really good friendship – just from day one of us meeting because we see a lot of the same things. Like we see when there's talent that needs to be worked with, like it might not be that top of the line, like most recruited player, but it's a player that has a whole lot of potential and we know we can pull it out of them. Like we, we don't mind working with those kind of players either. So just the energy that he brings has just been, it's, Fun, it's fun to watch from uh, another coach's perspective. It was fun for me to watch, and it was I, I definitely enjoyed it. Hey, I just yeah. want to reiterate on what uh, what Lester just said, man. Um, I, I work at a YMCA, and it's a door. It's like two doors that separate the uh, the gym, like working out, and the actual like basketball court. So I'm just standing at the door, and I'm hearing this guy going in on this kid, like. You need to do this. You need to do that. I'm like, bro, like, do you realize, like, he had a YMCA, man? Like, <laughs> when I walked in, like, he had him doing these drills, and I'm like, oh man, this good stuff. Like, and <laughs> when I first moved to uh, Aiken, I never seen someone working with someone one on one, and I'm like, man, like, he just like me, like, he's telling this kid he's hard on him. You need to do this. If you don't get right, you need. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like. I like that, like you know, like so. And uh, he was working with the kid, and what's funny is, I remember um, the same kid came to the basketball camp. I, you know, I kind of kept an eye on him, 
And this year, now that I'm coaching at a high school, we played against that same kid. And um, he did he didn't do bad at all. I think he hurt his knee, but he didn't do bad at all. And when I looked at him, I the first thing I thought about was Lester. I was like, all those those morning days, nights that you guys was in the gym, like putting that work in, now it's a chance for him to it's, it just pays off, man. And a lot of times, kids, like he said, like I bring a lot of energy. I mean, you can see like in this picture, like I'm yelling, I'm yelling <laughs> you know, like I'm loud. And um the USC Aiken coach, he told me. And you probably you can see it there. Like I'm sitting in the middle of the bench. And he said the reason he wanted me to sit in the middle of the bench because San Antonio one year they hired this coach for just energy. Like he said, because they looked down the bench one time and like people was moping and they didn't get playing time. And he was like, he wanted me to be that energy guy. Like, so what would happen would be somebody get out of the game and whoever sit beside me, like they kind of move, they'll move and then like they come sit by me and I'm like, I give them a second to talk. I'm not going to be the first one. Hey, man, you should have, you know, but I give them a second to talk. Now, if they're in high school, I'm ripping them. You know, like, I'm getting on them. But in college, it's a little bit different because he's grown men, you know, like, and a grown man might, or a grown man, he might want to respond the same way that a kid would respond because a grown man look at you and be like, what? Like, who are you talking to? You know, but a kid, they'll, you know, they'll respond a little bit different. So I give them a little bit of advice. Hey, man, don't worry about that. You, you're right. That was a bad call, even though it wasn't. You know, I'll tell them. Right, right, yeah. You got to hype them up. You know, yeah, like. Because hey, they, they sometimes you know, they get in their heads, you know, you got to let them know, like, hey, next play, next play, next play. Next play, yeah, exactly. And just like right in that picture, man, I think I actually remember this, uh, that picture. It was like our first game. This was our first game of the season, and we played against um, Lincoln Memorial. At the time, they was, like, the number four team in the country. It was our first game, and we beat them by, like, 12. And I was, like, screaming to the top of my lungs because it was a big deal. And um, just like you said, Coach, like, you got to encourage them. And this is why I always said coaching at the college level was basically you you still coaching babies, but that just no – more basketball like they still want you at the end of the day man they still want you to be their friend they still want to tell you all their secrets like you know like (laughs) and and once you build that relationship with them you realize that and i feel like my goal one day is like i said i do want to coach at the varsity level but i want to one day like be on an nba team like i really want to be a part of it i don't care if it's being a food runner like i want to be a part of an nba staff Mm-hmm. And I feel like even with those are adults, you know, playing professionals, they just people too, man. I, yeah. I know some I know some guys that play that play for USC and that's playing overseas. And it's the same thing, man. We we talk all the time and it's the same thing. They just want you, they want to just know that you care about them at the yeah. end of the day. And once you get a kid or a player or even a professional to realize that you care about them, like they'll do anything for you on the court, off the court. And I think that's, a, that's the biggest thing. One thing I learned from Coach B was just cultivation, man. You got to cultivate. You got to build a relationship with people. Yeah. Uh, to go back on that, and, and you chime in too because we've all, you know, we've all worked with college athletes. You know, let's just work with college athletes too. But working on a college staff, did any of y'all ever get that, like, that talking to by the head coach or yep. the head assistant coach be like, all right, <laughs> you're the hype man. You're doing this, but I'm gonna need you not to be a college student at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah, like I they want that. you. They want you to be. They want you to do all the aspects of it, just like you was just saying. Like they want you to be the friend. They want because they're the ones they're gonna like. When they got to complain about something, they're gonna come to you first. Yeah, they're talk it through before they go talk to the head coach. Like that was that was my thing. Like I didn't, and I didn't even think about how many years I worked as a volunteer until. Mm-hmm. Coach Wade said something, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, man! I put four years of my life into into volunteering, yeah. and it was it was two years. It was during the last year of my undergrad, and the and during my masters for oh, a, a D two program, and then two years after I moved here, which was the first two years I I knew Santuan, and then kind of like pseudo knew Lester, but only in like passing." Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, man, there was more than once I got, I got, I got shoot at and it was kind of, mm-hmm. it wasn't, and it wasn't 
anything bad. It was just like, we have a standard. You have yeah. to stay on that standard. And, yeah. it, and that was a weird thing was like, that was the first couple of times I, you, you look around and I would say the more embarrassing one was actually at camp when there's all those high school coaches around you, which are also like club coaches. And, you know, they're like, come on, you know, he's like, oh, come on, you know, Anthony, you need to make this play. And I was, I look at him and go, okay, you know, <laughs> just take a step back, do it. And he goes, yes, that's right. Perfect. And then you kind of just keep going, you know, all these kids. And I know this is one big thing I deal with. And I'm, you know, Coach Wade, I know you probably deal with it too, especially in high school is um, the whole confidence thing about like not looking stupid. And the moment you kind of just go, eh, I screwed up. Cool. You got it, coach. I'll move on. And, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there and like at those camps, especially if they do a coach's clinic, you know, you've got, uh, you got all the high school coaches are around, around like like a premier court with probably some of the college players. Or at least that's what we've done. I've done it a couple places. And then you have some of the club athletes and some of the high school athletes and parents that are there will actually sit on, the, we'll say like a higher level and watch. And then they'll start to funnel in when the next session's about to start. So you start having two, 300 people watching you. And then you start realizing... Oh, I've got two, 300 people watching, (laughs) but you don't realize it because you're like, man, I'm in the zone. I'm having fun. We're laughing. Not a big deal. But yeah, man, if you, if you step off of the wrong, on the wrong step, man, you, you, you find that real fast, but it is, it is a matter of respect though. It is. I mean, they, they, they do entrust you, even though you're not getting paid, they still entrust you with everything, which was a weird concept. And I never thought about it because I, I don't know, I guess I never worried but it was one of those things like, you know, it's still a job. I still have to, I have to make sure that I, I uphold a certain standard. I do my job mm-hmm. and I, you know, if I'm traveling with them or not, you know, I was, I think the scariest part ever for me was when I was an assistant at a D2 school, a volunteer assistant. And the coach said, all right, we're traveling. I need you to stay and work with the, um, the non-traveling roster. And I'm like, you're giving me non-traveling athletes to run practice. And he goes, yeah. It's your time to step up. I know, man. I was so scared. I was so (laughs) scared because I was still fresh to me. I was fresh in the game for coaching club and high school and everything. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right. I stayed up the whole night trying to write stuff out. Oh, my God. What do I do? What do I do If, if this happens? What do I do here? And the next day I got into practice and I was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to run through a ladder. We're going to do this, this kind of drill. And at the end of it, I was like, not freaking out for no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like my first time, like co- coaching an individual, like my very first time with my first like personal training client. For That's basketball. scary too. Listen, I, I'm like, okay, I know, I know what I'm doing here, but what do I do? <laughs> so I sit here and I write out this whole list of stuff that I plan on doing in this hour. You get to like two things. We did like two or three of them. And I'm <laughs> like, I got the rest of this stuff. Like, cause I panicked. I'm like, I got, I, I don't want to run out of stuff to do in right. the time that I have. Hey, hey, Lester, I'm sorry to cut you off, bro. But you know, hey, it'd be like, Bro, I know about basketball, bro. I know that's like, like, hold on, why am I tripping? Man? You feel so much pressure to like prove yourself in that hour or thirty minutes you have. Yeah, you do. It's, it's almost like, like you thinking like you got the biggest interview of your life all of a yeah, sudden, and you try to get this whole list. And like you said, you only you only get through half of it. They were like, all right, switch. You be like, oh wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute, I got more stuff to do. <laughs> we only got through two drills. What do you mean, switch? I'm telling you. That was the hardest part, like with with like charging for lessons too. At first, I was like, "Oh, you know, I want to split it up. You know, fifteen minutes. Like, if we're gonna pay for an hour, I want to do like a drill every fifteen minutes." But then you realize, man, we could do the same drill for forty five minutes and get out more in that forty five minutes than we would doing three drills. But then also too, we don't even count in the fact of like we we all started with like college athletes, and then when you start breaking things down to younger athletes, like I got some. Oh my god! Like Lester, Lester was with me uh, when. 
I started with my brand new kids and I had this list of stuff and I was like, yep, I'm about to scrap all this because I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking that about the fact of, okay, these are people, either these are athletes that have never done this type of stuff before, or they just not going to get it on the first, you know, five, 10 tries. You know, I said it on purpose, five, 10, five, 10 uh-huh. tries. So like, like you got it, you got it. And it's not like beating it in the brain, but like it's the repetition that's on it. And every day I'm like, Hey, you've been practicing. All right, like, let me see what you've been doing. Yeah, you ain't been practicing. Let's start it back over. So, like, mm-hmm. I realized real quick, like, I can't come in there with no script. I can come in with an idea. That's and it. I'm going to see what I can get done in an hour. Yeah. That script and, always and see, lies to me, you. Always yeah. lies to you. I hey, have. For me, now, man, go ahead. My, uh, I, I say my, my two, I got two big moments like that, man. Two of them. My first one was last year. Well, yeah, last year. Um. The head coach, well, the first year, and like to say what, well, like uh, Coach Stanley just said, man, it's about respect, but then it becomes about responsibilities. Like, can they trust you? You know, first they're going to give you, all right, just wash the clothes. All right, if you do good washing the jerseys, all right, now I want you to go get us food. But we're just going to give you cash today. But now you can use the credit card. You know, like, can I trust <laughs> you with my personal credit card? You know, so – my first biggest experience like that was the coach sat me down in the office. He said, Coach Wade, like, it was like, I was like, all right, like, what's going on? He's like, we're going to give you your first scout. I'm like, excuse me? He was <laughs> like, yeah, like, you're going to scout the first week. Like, we played against Georgia Southwestern. That is your week. And I'm like, what do you mean, my week? Like, what, what does that mean? He's like, we're going to listen to you that week. Coach Corey's is going to help you. But that's your week. So I'm like, I got, he was like, you got to come up with a game plan. You need to know who's going to guard who you got to do. I'm like, like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, am I tripping? Like, what, what do you mean? And man, kudos to that coaching staff, man. But they helped me so much. And so we, we game planning. I'm staying up all night watching plays. And this is when I was about to lose, like coach Stan, like coach, uh, Coach Lester and Coach Ann said, like all y'all said, man, we was the game was about to start and it's time to go over the board. Now I done wrote my stuff on the board. I got everything up there. I'm stumbling over words like the defense. Like what? Like, <laughs> like, what? like I'm tripping. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm looking at the because I'm looking at the board and looking at them. I'm like, um, I'm forgetting players' names. Uh, uh, is Zay Zay? You gonna guard number five? Um, he he likes to go right, and we do. It was like you do that before the game, and then you do it like. Uh, so basically, you do it at practice, and then you do it right before the game starts. So I was doing that at practice at first. So after that, uh, this was at practice right before the game. Um, is Xavier Barmore? He plays right now overseas. He said, "Hey, Twan, come here." I'm like. Yeah, what's up? And he's he was on the team. Said, "Come here, man." I was like, "What's up, bro?" Like, what are you over there looking stupid talking about blue basketball? And I was like, "Oh my!" So he made a joke for it, and I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You got this, man. Like, you do this all the time. Just just talk." So I went back into it confident, man. Just saying, and hey, just to say that we went two and zero versus uh, Joyce Southwestern off my scout. I got to throw that out there. But just like, yeah, but, but uh, that was my first big moment, man, where I was like, all right, I got this. You know, I was, uh, you know, I had to be confident. And my second moment was we played against Clayton State at Clayton State. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Clayton State, man, but you go in that environment, man, it was almost like, I don't know if you guys ever been to HBCU, man, but it was like they was playing music it was like the club when it, you walked yeah, in it's, like, a, it's oh, a whole vibe it's like, a whole vibe and the, the fans get like you think oh. you you go to a big time game say Alabama you know USC because USC basketball is big time right now yeah. too but yeah. like uh, HBCU like you can even not even Francis Marion but like just the way that those basketball programs go like just the fans are on the court yes. they're standing on the court like, with you man yeah. we playing Clayton State it was, you were swore we playing HBCU man they playing the, at the time uh the song Obama was like oh you know like everybody uh-huh. just going <laughs> our, our head coach he got kicked out so he got a tech so they kicked him out so the way it goes is the head coach, the assistant coach, 
And then it was another coach. And then it was me because I was a student assistant. So at the time, the assistant coach, he had to step up. He was the, at, for the rest of the game, he was the head coach. So I'm looking, I'm looking at the other assistant, like, all right, well, I'm still going to be right here. I'm getting everything. I'm getting water for the guy. He was like, Tuan, in the middle of the game, come here, come here. I'm like, what? He was like, tonight, take the stats. I'm in there, like, my pencil probably broke, like, halfway through the thing. He was like, you the assistant for right now. I'm like, bro, I'm just a student assistant. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> no, no, not right now. And I and I took that role, man, and it felt good to be like, okay, this is what they got to go through. Just for that last five minutes of the game, mm-hmm. it felt good. So that was my moment, well, my two moments where I was like, okay, it's just about confidence. Like Coach Anthony said, man, just, just got to be confident and realizing, all right, it's fine. But at the end of the day, you get in that zone. And, yeah. like, if you're not in that zone, you can be like, it's 2,000 people looking at me. Like, there's really 3,000 people in here. Yeah. But when you're in that zone, it's just you worried about the next play or are they executing this right or they in the right position. And you just forget that you're in the gym when it's that packed, man. Yeah, I think sure. I think it's crazy because we, we've all said it, you know. You go, you go up to the coach when the coach asks you, like, why, why do you want this internship? Why do you want this assistantship? Whatever. And we're like, well, we want to be a head coach. So we, from that get-go, we, th- we forget about that part later on. From that get-go, that sets us up. And all of a sudden, who knows, we're going to be, the, you know, like you said, you got the clipboard. You got the, the script for the week. I remember doing scouting reports for uh, Coastal's defense. I was, you know, on Sunday. Sundays was the day that we did. We, we plugged in all the plays from Saturday's game. And then we was getting ready for the next week's game. And we're sitting there, you know, doing all the stuff through huddle, everything like that. And then eventually, I think, like, um, my my fifth year – no, not my fifth year, my senior year, I'm on the headsets with defense coordinator. That's a totally different vibe. You think people say stuff now on – but being uh, but having the headsets on and, like, I was the guy that had to call in the personnel so the defense coordinator could get the play in. And at any time that I was late, I'm getting cussed out. Because you know that's the that's the that's a big deal. You know that you can't set defense up if they don't know what the personnel is. So I'm sitting up in the box. He's like, "All right, this year I'm giving you more responsibility. You getting the practice squad together, and you got the headset, and you give me the personnel so I can get the play in." There's been first two games fumbling. He's like, "What's personnel? Uh, 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 I, uh, uh you don't know what personnel is. Who? You, you don't know? I'm like, 11. 11. It ain't no 11 is 21. <laughs> like, if you already know, why are you yelling at me? Like, just go right, ahead. Why are you asking me? <laughs> but, like, that, 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 you know, he was grooming me because I said, I was like, you know, one day I want to sit in your chair. I want to be a defense, uh, defensive coordinator. So, like, that type of stuff, that, uh, that's what we got to go through to get groomed. You don't just get to that position. You're going you're gonna to have to be the person that calls the plays. You're going to have to be the ones that, that, uh, that run the camps. You're going to have to be the one that has to go get breakfast, do bed checks, do, you know, make the smoothies before the uh, away games, you know, all, all this different type of thing. You have to do that. That's the stuff that we have to do to actually groom yourself mm-hmm. to be the best person that you want to be or the position that you want to be. If you want to be a student assistant for the rest of your life, that's completely up to you. Be a professional student. I, I'm not going to stop you, but like if you want to actually get paid, <laughs> you might want to learn how to do some other stuff. <laughs> right. For sure. And that stuff, man, like you said, Coach, like that stuff makes I'm I'm gonna say personally, that what makes me the coach that I am today. Mm-hmm. That getting those oh, sausage yeah. biscuits at five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. from Bojangles, man, makes me the I'm honestly telling you, that's the reason I got the job at North Augusta, man. Like, because I put the work in. And if you're not gonna put the work in, it's like and once they realize that, like, if you're not going to put the work in, they're not going to want you on their staff. And they're uh-huh. going to see you. They're going to they gonna, they gonna sniff it out. All right, is this guy going to work? Is he going to put the work in? And I, I guess, like, for not, like right now, it's just a matter of, like, what you want to do. How bad do you want this? How bad? Would you wash jerseys? Would you do laundry at 1 o'clock in the morning? i never forget one time. That we played against Flagler. I don't know if you guys know what Flagler is, mm-hmm. man, but it's a long way from South Carolina. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Florida, man. And we played against Flagler. And uh, 
like coach wanted the practice jersey wash before we got on the bus and we left the day before the game. So practice got over 345. We leaving at 415. Like it take 30 minutes to wash him. Another 15 to dry. I'm like, we ain't got time. Like, I don't got time to wash and dry. So I don't wash and dry these jerseys. Make sure everything was good. We get the flagra. We have, you know, we eat. And then the day before or the day of the game, we uh we have like a shoot around. So they wear their practice jerseys again. And so I had to wash the jerseys like that night, man, at like one o'clock in the morning. And I didn't have no quarters. So I had to borrow like two dollars to go get quarters. And then it was time for the food. So I'm always, if you ever went back and look at a away game at USC Aiken, uh, well, at a away game for USC Aiken in the past two years, you will always see me, the last four minutes of the game, you will always see me get off the bench. Always. Because that's me going to get the pizza from Pizza Hut at the door. Like, <laughs> 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 you can go back to any game, bro. You can go back to any game. You're going to see me look at my phone like, all right, that's Pizza Hut. And I'm jumping up, like, running. <laughs> and I remember we played, against, uh, we played against Francis Marion. We was the number six team in the country. Um, we didn't lose a game. We started the season in, like, November. Like, I think we was one of the first teams to play, like, November or December. We didn't lose a game until, like, January 20th. That's a lot. Like, like we was on, like, a winning streak. And we became number six team in the country. And we played against Francis Marion. And the pizza guy texted me and was like, hey, man, I'm at the door. Because you can get him to call or text. And it was like, hey, man, I'm at the door. I'm like, hey, bro, you're going to have to wait because, like, we in a big game right now. So I get to the door at Francis Marion. I get to the door. The pizza guy trying to give me the pizza. I'm running with my phone in my hand watching YouTube at the game trying to watch the game while I'm getting the pizzas, man. So, like you said, Coach, all that small stuff, getting the pizzas, getting the food, preparing the food, doing bed checks, like all that stuff prepare you to what you're doing right now, man. It, I think that's how that's how I became the coach that I am today, yeah. just putting in that work. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, all of the future coaches out there that may be listening to um, the podcast. Um, just – listen to what all of these guys and myself were saying like it's the small stuff that matter because like me when I was going through my internship with San Juan like one rule he had was if you're late you gotta buy breakfast for everybody so we had one guy he was late um he just decided well I ain't coming today because I ain't buying no breakfast for nobody <laughs> we had another guy he was late he buy little donut holes for everybody to eat on the one time I was late, I was like, you know what? Everybody getting Dunkin' Donuts. Like, I'm bringing sausage, egg, and cheese croissants. Like, I'm doing it big for the breakfast, like, because I'm trying to stand out, you know? And I'm trying to tell you, like, it's, it's the small stuff that you do. And you know me, I'm going to eat anyway. So I'm not about to bring these little donut holes because I want me a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant anyway. So I might as well get everybody sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. And it was like, at that time, it was like, what, two for four or something like that? Yeah. Hey, listen, I ain't going to lie. I went in. I bought. I come in with this big bag of sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. But it was funny because it was. something like that, too, even for each other. Yeah. yeah. There was there was one other intern, the intern with me, and me and him both knew that, like, okay, we kind of the top interns here. Like, when it came to doing anything, like, when San Juan first, like, started at the beginning of the internship, he's like, all right, who want to coach class today? Everybody kind of looking at each other. I'm like, all right, cool, I got it. Ain't nobody else want to do it. The next day, it's the other kid. He's like, I got it. The day after that, it's like, I got it. Like, we legit just taking turns going back and forth, like, coaching while the – the three, four other guys that we have, they just kind of watching. Like, they ain't trying to do nothing. And at the end of the day, like, after the internship is over with, like, at first, when our internship first ended, that's when I moved back to Aiken. And then, you know, I tried to start my own thing there in Aiken, where the other guy that I was interning with that was, me and him was, like, neck and neck internships, he was working with San Juan, like, hand in hand, like, off rip, because the rest of them, they wasn't no good. Then I moved back up here. It's funny because as soon as I moved back up here, the other guy had some other stuff that he had going on. So he just kind of went poof. And now look, it's me and San Juan. Like, <laughs> he went, it's amazing. He went poof. Half of, 
He did. He, he got cool. You know, I mean, he, we, we all still cool. We still talk, you know, Coach Donnie, oh, yeah. just in case yeah. you're out there listening. We love you, Donnie. I'm about to say, he, we love you, Donnie. He's got, milita- he's got military stuff hanging him up. <laughs> yeah, Prima I mean, Donnie. He, he, Sorry. Big, he big money over there in the military. We, we ain't mad at you. We proud of you. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm, 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 little, service. I'm Donnie go here with, with the coach, and I end up there with the military. But anyway, we um, I come back in, and now we kind of – as long as you do the little things, um, it'll help you go a long way because now because Definitely I was will. out there in the class actually trying to coach and I was doing the things like whenever I'm late, I'm bringing breakfast, breakfast. Like, I ain't bringing, I ain't just not showing up. Um, it's the little things that get you noticed. And now me and San Juan working hand in hand. That's definitely true, Lester, bro. Like that, like you said, the smallest things, it's just the small. And I tell my first year at North Augusta, man, I told the guys, um, while head while the head coach was talking, while Coach Howard was talking, I said, no talking on the bench or no talking on the sideline. And they're like, what? You know, I'm, I'm the new guy. I look young. I look like I'm 19. I'm walking uh-huh. in. And they're like, what is this dude telling me? I can't talk on the sideline. And I told him, I said, the reason I don't want you talking on the sideline is what happens whenever we call a timeout and you talking and the coach said, all right, you got number five and you get in the game, you go get number 12. You know, it's the small things like that. And if you you pay attention on details, man, it's the details, it's the details, always the details. If you pay attention to the details, the big things gonna come later, man. It just yeah. gotta stay humble. Like you said, if I'm if one thing I can tell anybody that's watching right now is just stay humble, stay down. Your time coming, your time coming, but take your job serious. If you if you the Student assistant, take it serious. If you're the manager that just get the basketball, take it serious. Like, make yeah. sure nobody get done in the basketball. Oh, you, man, we had – water boy, take yeah. it serious. We we had a guy at um, at Coastal, well, uh, manager, like, when I first got there. Dude, he was – sometimes he was the life. Like, he was the life that, like, brought us around. Because there were days we go in and you could, you could cut the tension with a knife. But, man, he would – I mean, I'm talking sprint – like jackrabbit, just take off and go get every. And we're talking like 150, 250 volleyballs bouncing around, bounce around coastal. But man, he got every single one, and was cheering loud. You know, sometimes you'd just be like, "Man, Noah, shut up!" Right. But, <laughs> but you know, I'd sit there and just go. Like me and him ended up getting close and got to the point where we would like pull each other through practice. Yeah. And. You know, when we'd help pull other athletes through practice, because sometimes, man, I mean, we we all understand it. There are days you just don't want to be there, and yeah. there are days where you're like, I made it through. But yeah, yeah. and y'all and, and y'all had it easy because y'all had the sports that was practicing indoors. Yeah. Okay. So like when <laughs> I was doing it with football, it didn't matter if it was uh, the summertime. Camp was awful. Hey man, go get these balls, put them on this field, blah blah blah. And then as soon as practice starts. No, 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 I want them on the other field on the other side over there. So now you got to go sprint with five footballs in your arms like this, and then you got to get to the other side of the field, go move the sleds to the other side. Oh, man. And sometimes I used to just think, I'm like, man, I think you just told me that just to see how fast I can run. It's funny because, um, like Ant said, there's some days where you just don't want to do stuff. But uh, Deuce also talked about, you know, paying attention to detail and really, like, dialing in because – there was one time when I was interning at um, HPC with San Juan, um, like, cause everybody knows, like, I'm I'm very energetic, like I'm live, like, no, when I'm no. going, I'm going, I'm just like Deuce, like you see Deuce in that picture in his background, like he, <laughs> he there, like that's me too, like I'm I'm I've always been that energy guy that I'm just out there. Well, so even when I was coaching, like my first uh, week or so, I'm coaching uh, at HPC, like internship, and. I'm I'm that I'm just like that just like all other time all all other times. Well, one day I come in and I'm like I really just wasn't feeling it that day, and I'm like I'm kind of just sagging back, letting like the other coaches kind of do their thing. And Deuce said this too earlier with hit the camp that he went and volunteered at. He didn't think the coaches was paying attention. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, ain't nobody paying attention to me. Ain't, like I'm just gonna be here today. Like I ain't I ain't doing that. Ain't nobody paying me no mind. Well, after the classes and stuff, both Santuan and the other guy, Tom Jones, like they walk up to me and they tell me, like, Lester, that wasn't, that's not like you. Like, what's going on today? Like, what did you do today? And I'm like, I really didn't do nothing. 
it was like, yeah, that's not you. Like, what's going on? And so it that to me kind of woke me up and like, okay, people really paying attention. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be on my game when I come in here because people really is watching. So right. for those who think that somebody not watching, trust me, someone's always watching. Somebody's always mm-hmm. watching. That's one thing. Yeah. Somebody's and it it uh it, we always talk about we work with little kids. So say we're doing these little kids camps, kids don't hide nothing. Oh, as soon as they get in the car, a no filter. Yeah, they be like, so how was camp? Well, so-and-so was doing this, and coach so-and-so had on these pink shorts, and I thought it looked funny. You know, yeah. you, know you know, like, they're they, they going to say exactly every single thing because, uh-huh. I mean, I, I mean, y'all probably had this before, but, like, working these little camps, and then you may have said one little thing that changed that little kid's life. Like, I remember coaching at an offense-defense camp, and the little kid was just crying, crying, crying. He was like, my, I don't want to be here. My dad wants me to be here. Blah, blah blah, and I'm like, man, don't worry about it, man. Just come out here, and just have fun. Like my dad wants me to be a quarterback, but I want to play defense. Well, I said, come play defense, with me. I said, forget it, don't worry about it. And I knew his dad was like sitting there listening, so I just tried to hype him up. I said, don't worry about your dad, man. He ain't coaching. I'm coaching. Come like you know, come play defense with me. <laughs> and I look back at his dad, and I'm like, hey, hey. and I'm you know, you're just trying to give him a nod, like just to get, yeah. like, hype him up because we already had like three quarterbacks. We weren't gonna have another quarterback. Um, and then I was like, you know, those little things like that kid was like all over the field, like. That man, he was a little small kid, but he turned to a defensive end real quick. I had to take him out during practice. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> we can't get nothing done right now because you're tackling the quarterback over and over. Go sit down for a little bit. <laughs> but, yes. like, but you know, this, those little simple things, you know, kids, like, kids are funny, you know, and all the way up. Just like we said before, the uh, athletes, I always say this all the time, athletes grow up. Don't get me wrong. Athletes do grow up. But – they don't grow up normally, especially if they make it to the pros. Yeah, they're still—I mean, they're still human and stuff like that. But they still have that little, that kiddishness to them a little bit. College mm-hmm. kids are the same, especially if they go to a big-time school or what have, or even in a small-time school. If they're the big dogs on campus, like some schools don't have a football team, so a basketball team is going to be the big dogs. And you know, they—they they have that I, I'm a celebrity type feel. And now you mm-hmm. gotta like you gotta hone them in sometimes. Be like, hey man, make sure you get your schoolwork. Nah, I ain't going to do that. I mean, hey, hey, go get your schoolwork. All right, I go to study hall. I do this, this. Like, if you don't get your schoolwork, you got, you you know, you might as well go home. I'm going to call your mama. They're like, nah, <laughs> man, don't call my mama, man. I'll go do my schoolwork, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, I talked to some of my guys that went pro, you know. Yeah, I pick on, you know, I'm going to pick on Jared real quick. I I, I text uh, Jared every once in a while, and I'm like, Jared, man, what, what's going on? Because he make comments and in, in news. They asked him if he was going to sign with the uh, – 49ers again and he instead of just saying no he said f no <laughs> you know i'm like dude man what you doing he's like man you know it's this, it's this i said i get it but you said think about it this way you said what you said now it's everywhere mm-hmm. and the only thing that people know you as right now is you get hurt and you buying big chains like <laughs> let's you know let's be let's be real with this you know so let's uh you know so everything you know these guys grow up, they but they know you, and I mean, they were if they respect you when you was a student assistant or student yep. what have you, graduate assistant, whatever, they're gonna respect you for life because they know you had their back all all the way through. That that's so true, man. I I just gotta say this story, man, because like you said, when those guys go pro, they remember you, man. Mm-hmm. And it was this kid. Uh, I, I definitely after we get off this call, man, I want everybody to YouTube him, bro. <laughs> like his name, Tali Evans, Tali Evans, man. I don't know. Is is this like broadcast live? Right now it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so if, if you're watching right now, man, go look up Tyler Evans. I got you. All right. So I walk in the gym. Um, this is my first day, uh, you know, uh, coaching. Well, I was a student assistant. My first day, my first official practice. I walk in the gym. I see a 5'8, 150 pound kid. And they said, hey, coach, that's going to be our best player. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm at a college, man. Like, I thought everybody was 6'8", you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? So I'm looking at him like, this dude could be our best player? And it was like, yeah, like, man, I'm telling you, he's like, he's a dog. I'm like, no, no, I could beat, bro. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, so I tell you no lie. His first day of practice, we had a practice. So he gets hit in the uh he get hits in the eye. So he can't practice for a whole week. So I never seen him shoot the ball. So he comes back. This kid was talking trash to him. 
And he was like, yeah, yeah, you ain't like that. You ain't like that. And this one, he came, he said, wait, I'll come back. And he's 5'8", now he's short. And he was like, wait, I'll come back. So I'm running the scoreboard. I'm running the scoreboard. It's the first, like, practice, like, game, like, scrimmage. He runs by the scoreboard and said, Twan, put three up. And I'm like, what? By the time I said what, the ball was going through the net. No, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, everybody can do that, bro. Like, okay. You know, I'm like, he came back down. Another one, Twan. I'm like, another what? Boom. Hit another three. So I'm like, okay, he just hot. You know, he just hot. So the ball come out, rebound. This dude, 6'9". He getting a rebound over this dude that's 6'9". So I'm like, no, nah, I'll just wait to the game. You know, I'm like, I'm going to wait to the game. So they scrimmaging. He getting a fist fight with his kid. They fighting. The boy that he fighting, 6'5". You 5'8", bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, bro? You got that like, dog in him. I'm talking about, I never seen something like that. So the coach told me, he said, um, Twan, he said, and I remember I just talked to Talib the other day. He said, Twan, let me tell you something about Talib. He said, you will never, he said, I don't care if you coach pro, college, high school. He said, you will never see another player like Talib Evans. I said, what? Like, I don't seen people that can hoop. He said, you will never see another player like that. This dude, he averaged like 19 points, like five rebounds. Like he's 5'8, man. I seen him score 38 points versus North Georgia. And you would think that it would be times when the announcer would be like, Talik Evans for two. Oh, Talik Evans with another rebound and a steal. Talik Evans, I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> so the night All over that the he, court. The day that he, well, it was the night, the night that he got in that fight, he texted me. He was like, what you doing tomorrow? I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to fight. I'm just here for basketball, bro. Like, <laughs> like, what you mean what I'm doing tomorrow? He was like, I want to get some shots up. I was like, and this is where, like, I became who I was at USC. Like, through him, he was like, I want to get some shots up. And I was like, all right. So I'm rebounding for him. So he, I'm thinking, when I train with people, we get 50 shots. He's like, nah, I'm trying to make 100 threes. So I'm like, okay. He's like, well, if they hit the rim, don't count. Them. I'm like, excuse me? Like, what you mean? We will stay in the gym for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And I'm talking, about he's hit. Boom, boom. I'm like, bro, what? So the next day, he was like, what you doing tonight? I was like, nothing. What you doing? Let's get in the gym. Okay. Boom. He hitting, he hitting. Next day. You know what time it is tonight? After practice, he done practice as hard as one time I remember holding his jersey because he was throwing up in the trash can. He was playing that hard at halftime. I was holding his jersey. He was playing that hard. And I remember he, me and him was the last ones to walk out the gym. He was throwing up in the trash can. And he had like 25 probably at the half, man. Like, he probably had like 25. And we would get in the gym every night. I remember days when I used to get the food after the games. And he said, well, Tom, we're going to wait till everybody leave and we're going to get more shots up. Tully, you just scored 38, bro. Why are you still in the gym? He's like, let's, let's just stay in for 15 more minutes. And his first year that he signed, he signed with a team out of uh, Germany. The first year he signed, he was the uh, scoring champ at 5'8", man. Yeah, oh, man. at 5'8", yeah. So we That's talk amazing. all the time. And like how like Coach Stanley said just now, like I send him a text message sometime and be like, bro, relax. Like, you know man and it's good to have those relationships with those guys too um is Xavier Barmore um uh this was I say maybe like three or four months ago he was like hey man one of my homeboys coming over like we just gonna chill okay like what are you telling me for he's like his name Caleb Okay, I don't care. Like, what are you telling me for? He like, all right, Twan. Okay, bro, just come over and play two K with us. So I'm like, okay, we playing two K. This kid named Caleb sitting in the living room. We just playing. So they was like, we gonna train tomorrow. Like, you coming? I'm like, yeah, I come. And uh, I was like, bro, probably not even like that. And he was like, look me up. Bro, I ain't looking you up. I go home, <laughs> grab my phone. I'm, <laughs> I'm like. I called my brother. I said, hey, look up Caleb Holmes. He said, 
He looked, he said, oh man, he played for the Wizards. What? I'm playing 2K with this dude playing for the Wizards. You know, I'm like, you talking junk to him like he ain't nothing. <laughs> I'm just talking trash this man. I'm, like, I'm talking trash this man. This man will cook me. You know what I mean? <laughs> he got a contract. Hey, you, you know, hey, several of them say, you know how I play, bro. You know, I'm talking trash shit. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm all in. And I'm talking trash. Man, you ain't like that, bro. You ain't I'm like telling that. you. Two, hey, listen. Like, two months later, no lie, bro. Two months later, he's guarding Kevin Durant. I'm like, um, I maybe shouldn't talk trash to bro, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he plays for. He was playing with the uh, Wizards, but he just um, he's playing with G League team now. He was playing with the Wizards for like a month, but now he's playing with G League team, man. That that's always a funny story, man. Because I was talking trash to him, like, man, you probably not even like that. I'm yeah, like, this dude guarding Kevin Durant. And that's the ones I like too, man. The the guys that go pro or and girls that go pro, but they just regular people, you know. They not mm-hmm. like throw their status around. They just you know, like you was just playing two K, you know. And there's been plenty of times, you know, being around Atlanta or even when I went to the Miami Clemson game and uh, this football game for the ACC championship, and like I see Warren Sapp out there from afar, and he out there with the fans just chilling in the uh, you know just being a fan just out there. And then all of a sudden, you right. see Willis McGahee, Portis, and all. I'm like, golly, where all these guys come from? <laughs> and they just chill. They're like, you want a shot? Let's take a shot. You want a cigar? Like, no, like <laughs> You starstruck, like, uh, what? Can I get your autograph? <laughs> it's funny, because people really do forget cool, at right? times that these people are just autograph. people. <clears throat> exactly. Oh, yeah. You're like, man, I don't want your autograph. I'm trying to be cool. Nah, um, nah. We'll take this picture, though. It'll be on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, let's take a picture, bro. Like, get in here, bro. Come on, man. Hurry up. Like, <laughs> oh my god. But I know, I know, we're starting to get close to the end. Um, and I know, dude, we've had we've had a lot of information in this so far. I mean, we just got to keep getting more people from like our like. I've noticed our our inner circle that we haven't talked to. That's where I mean, we've had so much hype come through these last couple calls. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so Coach Wade, I really do appreciate it, man. Um, because you die, you just like Lester. I swear, <laughs> man. The amount of the amount of oh, you you got to come to the facility at some point. Oh, definitely. So, because I can definitely only imagine I'm gonna get I'm gonna get trashed at some point the same way, you know, Lester does to me. I'll probably get it from you too, which is fine. That just means that we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just means we're tight. So, right. um. For, for all those guys coming up, kind of like how you did, you know, being a student assistant and wanting to chase that dream, what would you tell them? I mean, on top of everything we've already talked about. Uh, just uh, someone that's wanting to chase that dream, man, I'd just say go after it. Um, don't worry about the money. The money going to come, man. Um, a guy told me that one time uh, before I took, you know, took on that road. Um, even now at North Augusta, like I live in Aiken, which is a 25-minute drive to North Augusta. And I'm the first one that practice a lot of times. Like, you know, like I'm there every day. Um, if I don't have to work, I'm there every day. And <clears throat> so I say like, be patient and that money gonna come. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the money right now. Just go chase your dream. The money gonna come for sure. Just chase your dream man. do whatever's possible. You gonna, might have to work for free. You might have to do things you don't want to do, man. But this, uh, coach Kelly, one time, this dude, he coached with me. Um, at North Augusta, he told me something one time. I'm hoping I'm rewording this right. He said, to go somewhere you ain't never been, you got to do something you ain't never did. Right. And that resonated with me. I'm like, dang, like, that's true, man. Like, if you want to do – if you ain't never been to this championship, like, you can't practice the same. Huh? You know, so you got to have that. And I take that now with me, um, that those words, man. So that's what I would tell her tell a young coach or someone that's trying to get into coaching, man, you got to do something different. What's going to make you different? Set you apart. So, hey, man, uh, we we all real, really appreciate it because you, you carry the same kind of energy as we all do. So it makes all it makes it real easy to talk and, you know, have these conversations deep or, you know, just simple, just talking shop, man. So uh, we really appreciate it until next Sunday, 7 o'clock. Oh, Thank y'all else. so much, man. Um, if I if I can say a few things before I leave, man, just one or two things. First, I just want to thank God just for to have this opportunity. 
Um, definitely first and foremost, man. I just want to thank God and um, anybody out there listening. Just like just keep following your dreams and um, your time coming. Your time coming. But I definitely want to thank God before I got off because it wouldn't be me if I didn't thank God before I, you know, did. It. I like that. I like yeah. that. that Always means a lot put too, man. So for everybody else out there, we'll see you in a week. Uh, I believe we have. Oh, I got to see who we have. I don't I think have Will. Uh, yeah, Will Lewis makes a makes his a uh, is a sequel episode. So take a. We're gonna talk about CrossFit. CrossFit. <laughs> so take a deeper dive into CrossFit. So. I love this. I love this. I love this. Hey, thank you, guys, so much, man. So. All right, so thank everybody you, out man. there, thank you for coming. We'll see y'all later.